world of roller games, there's room at the top for only one. And there's only one Kansas City Bomber. Raquel Welsh is the Kansas City Bomber. And she's the hottest thing on wheels. Casey, go, 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 Casey, go! Casey Carr up in front. The Bomber is at it again. What I'm going to say, I don't want general knowledge. But when I was scouting you, I was looking for someone I can build into a key personality. I just wanted you to know you weren't brought to Portland to be just another figure on the payroll. Ladies, 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 let's be ladies here. Hey, listen, big brother, you're a big fat tumble on. You can't skate any better than you look. Okay, I challenge you to a match race right here next Saturday. Baby, you got it. This is the world of roller games, where the only thing more dangerous than the competition is some of the fans. Sooner or later, the two of you are going to have to have it out with a match race. A match race? You must be joking, man. Jackie gets what she wants. Twice. Twice. You're a big mouth. How about right now? You get what you want. Sure. Come on. I told her that there was only room for one of you on the Portland team, and I didn't care which one. Who will it be? Will it be Jackie for dead leaving, or will it be Casey? Leaving. Come on. I know I'm not going to miss it. I hope you don't think I intended for this to happen. Didn't you? Yes. In the world of roller games, there's room at the top for only one. Hello, and welcome back to the Film and Water Podcast, part of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I'm your host, Rob Kelly. Joining me this week to talk about the 1972 comedy drama, Kansas City Bomber, starring Raquel Welch uh, playing a roller derby queen, is my pal and real-life roller derby queen, Laura Mank. Laura, thank you so much for coming on the show. I am very happy to be here. All right. Awesome. Yeah, I, uh, this was one of these movies that it was kind of serendipity in that this was not normally something that I would cover, um, but uh, it's, it's a part of the line of Warner Archive titles, and why that's significant is something we'll get to later on in the show. And it was one of those things where I'm like, wow, I've never seen this movie, so I always like a chance to see something new. And I know somebody who really does roller derby. <laughs> what are the odds of that? So this is perfect to have someone who's a real-life roller derby queen talking about this movie about roller derby, because, of course, there are not many roller derby movies. So right. it seemed perfect. So uh, before we get started, I'm just going to give a, a brief plot synopsis. Like I said, it stars Raquel Welch as Casey Carr. Uh, she is a roller derby star, and she's tapped by a big-wig team owner, played by the great Kevin McCarthy, to become the sport's next big star. She's traded to the Portland Loggers, and then she runs afoul of another team member named Jackie, played by Helena... 
Calianiotes, I think, uh, who doesn't like the idea of being replaced. Uh, the owner, Bert Henry, shows a romantic interest in Casey. Of course he does, because it's Raquel Welch. But their relationship is confusing because Bert has a ruthless side. He trades away a friend of Casey's and goes jealous when another teammate, the sweet but simple, horrible Hank Hopkins, played by Norman Alden, shows an interest in Casey as well. He manipulates Hank into becoming a heel, so much so that the crowd turns on him and he goes nuts and loses his job. Uh, Henry then sets up a one-on-one match between Casey and Jackie, planning for her to lose so she can come with him to a new team he's setting up. Will Casey go along with this? That is the drama of Kansas City Bomber. So, uh, Laura, what do you think of this movie? I This is actually about the third time I've seen it. Okay. And um, I, as someone who plays Derby, my true interest is the love and culture and history of Derby. I, I, I started following that before I ever started playing and so I grabbed onto anything historically derby that I could possibly grab onto. And I, because I love the sport, because I love the history, I love the movie. Uh, is it authentic to the way things really probably were then? Not really. But at the same time, there were some actual things that were realistic. Like they used some real derby skaters. And, um, and I love any representation of, I think, an underrepresented sport. So I'm, I'm giving it thumbs up for sure. Okay. Yeah, I imagine that before Drew Barrymore's Whip It, uh, this movie was probably like, you know, the roller derby movie to watch. I mean, if you were a roller derby person, this, is, this was your movie. Exactly that. And uh, there's another one called Unholy Rollers. That <laughs> I never like, heard of that one. <laughs> it, and it stars a porn star, an ex-porn star, I think. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there were a couple, and there's been a couple documentaries, things like that. But really, Kansas City Bombers was when I was looking into Derby um, because somebody had told me about it. I didn't know anything about it. She's like, I tried this sport. You got to play it. I'm like, what is this? So then I have to go research it. And the first thing I found was this movie. And I saw it, and I was like, okay, yeah, I got to do that. (laughs) See, now that's very interesting that you would say that because this movie, first of all, uh, it drops you into the world and it does not – it doesn't explain anything to you. You And the movie opens with – you know, she's already – Raquel Welch is already a star. It doesn't – it never explains the rules of derby at all. I mean you have to really just kind of go along with it because I don't know the rules of roller derby. And judging by this movie, it's sort of like a Mad Maxian hellscape where you can just do whatever you want, which is – was sort of terrifying right <laughs> i mean i kind of assumed when i watched it it wasn't that way in real life because i figured it was sensationalized but uh but you're so right because when even when i watched the movie like right off the bat you know they're playing or you know she's skating in the dark and they just focus on her skates in the spotlight and her team is already on the track and all of these things that are the way they're presenting it, I was like, the first thing I thought of was like, well, she'd already be with her team. What the heck? Like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you know, so they were, they they really did give you nothing, like not, no background, no setup, and just threw you in. And, uh, but at the same time, I feel like it gave also, it, it got you action right away. So even if you didn't know about Derby, you knew you're like, oh, people hitting each other and things are going fast and that's exciting. So at least it gets you sucked in pretty quickly. 
Yeah, it does. Like I said, it does not waste any time giving you. Oh well, here's what. Here's how you score points. It's just. Yeah, there is a lot of roll. If, if you like roller derby, this is your movie because it, it has a lot of it in it. Uh, it is kind of. If you watch the trailer, which is of course the first thing I saw, it sort of makes it seem like this is going to be a roller derby movie in the vein of like Slapshot or North Dallas Forty, kind of like a rollicking, uh, earthy comedy and it uh, really it really isn't it's actually in yeah. many ways a, 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 a kind of a sad movie i mean it is depressing <laughs> it was i mean in and that that also touched me because now that i've been in derby so long that it's the opposite of depressing it's an incredibly supportive exciting culture and especially one where women are so united um and support each other so seeing how it was presented, I have to say, it's like, oh, you know, I mean, but I, I understand why they did that to show, you know, here's the struggles of a single mom, but who also wants to have a life and achieve things and all that. Um, but it is a, it's a huge juxtaposition to, I think, how derby films are done now. <laughs> okay. It's interesting that you mentioned the whole thing of sort of like women banding together as a team and supporting each other. Cause this is a very feminist movie and it's a feminist movie without being uh, sort of stridently feminist. And, and, and what I mean by that is it's Casey Raquel Welch is a completely independent person. Yes. You mentioned she has two kids. Uh, one of which is a young boy who clearly doesn't like the fact that she travels so much. The daughter played by a young Jodie Foster, uh, it was so exciting. Yeah, um, is it seems to be more supportive of, of her mother, but and there are some romantic entanglements. There's a there's a another roller derby player that makes some clumsy passes at her, which Casey just completely rebuffs and and very cleverly. Yeah, um, he's yeah, he's a real skeevy. Yeah, I mean, he puts his hands like down her legs, and you know, she basically says f off. And but it's like you know, the movie. Which, if that was a real derby girl, by the way, the guy would have had his head knocked off. <laughs> right now i was like that would never happen <laughs> yeah i mean she's it's the movie is unapologetic not that it needs to be but it, it really is unapologetic for just presenting look this is a woman this is her pursuing her lifetime dream and she's capable she doesn't really need any help i mean kevin mccarthy is said is this, this this team owner who seems to be a bit of a a, a spider in the way he sort of, sort of preys upon her weaknesses and some of the other teams but you never get the sense that she's really fooled by him in any great way yeah. she's, she's a very capable woman and i don't know whether that is was in the screenplay or that was something raquel welch brought to it but i was really charmed by that that it is again without being uh, obvious about it it's it's a very pro-woman, pro-feminist movie. And I felt the pacing of it, how they presented all that, it was it was subtle, which I think is kind of surprising for a sports film, you know, things like that. There was I thought there was a lot of subtlety to it. And I, I, I like to think that Raquel Welch made that happen. Mm-hmm. That's that was and you know, and plus I think the great playoff with Kevin McCarthy, I thought Yes, he wasn't a great guy 100% of the time, but he just did such a good job. I could totally see why she would be drawn to what could be. Uh, so I was like, yeah, I, I get it. I see it. <laughs> I thought it was that part was totally believable. Yeah, I like I love Kevin McCarthy. I mean, he's been in some of my favorite movies. He was, of course, the star of the original original um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and but here he's really kind of a ski. But yeah, he is. He he seems to want to 
uh, take care of Casey. He, he yeah. seems to, but then you, then you, you learn that, you know, when she doesn't exactly follow his wishes, then he sort of turns on her. And, uh, there's one except where he trades, uh, her teammate away. Cause the, her, when she first lands at this team, one of her, one of her, her fellow, fellow roller derby girls, the one in the pigtails mm-hmm. says, Oh, why don't you come stay with me? You don't need, you need a place to stay. Come stay on my houseboat, which was like totally awesome. I love the idea of the houseboat. Oh, I, I called my husband and I was like, that's an awesome pad. Let's live there. Like that <laughs> was a star of the movie right there. <laughs> but yeah. And so, you know, he then trades her away because he doesn't like the fact that Casey is, has another friend and he wants her to be completely dependent on him, which is horrible. And right. the, the worst thing he does is there's another one of the male players, uh, this guy again, I played uh, by Norman Alden, who I mentioned. He's a kind of a big, dumb lummox kind of guy. And he takes to Casey, and there's a really sweet scene where he asks her out, which oh. you know is not going to go anywhere. Uh, but like he's so sweet about it that you can't help but feel it's not sorry, but it's. You're not skeeved out by it because he's clearly – he just likes Casey. He's not trying to, like, put the moves on her so much. He's just kind of like Lenny from Inf- of, of Mice and Men. Exactly. Exactly. He, horrible Hank was so endearing. Yeah. He, he was the heart of the film. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and I mean I, I was caught up in it because Norman Alden, for some of the people here listening, know who he is. Norman Alden played Aquaman on the original Super Friends. And I got to interview Norman Alden a bunch of years ago, and I sort of stayed in contact with him for the rest of his life. And so it's like I have such a soft spot for Norman Alden, and I was so happy to see him in this movie. And he's terrific in it because, I said, he's kind of a big dumb guy. Bert convinces him to be like the heel like they do in in wrestling. You know, you're going to be the bad guy. And there's a scene where a bunch of – these really scrungy looking roller derby fans start <laughs> pelting him with sodas and eggs. And it's like something out of Frankenstein. And it's so sad because he, he's listened to Bert. He's following Bert's instructions, but he's clearly not emotionally capable of being a bad guy. He just doesn't have it in him. And that scene is so, so sad. And it was and heartbreaking. Yeah. I actually got a little sniffly. Yeah, I was like, "Oh my god, this is so horrible!" And and I have to say, also for a big guy like that who probably didn't have a background in skating, you know, he carried himself pretty well on skates too. So he he did two things: he not only brought the emotional component, but the physical component as well. And I was like, "He wins! He wins the movie!" Yeah, <laughs> I love true. it. Yeah, he's terrific. So, well, that's a perfect thing. I, the other reason I wanted to have you on, other than just to have a chance to talk to you again, uh, <laughs> is what, like, as a roller derby expert, queen, player, whatever you want to call it, like, <laughs> what, you, you mentioned a little bit that this movie doesn't completely jive with the reality. What are the differences in your mind between what your reality is as being someone who does this and the way the movie presents itself? Right. Well, and of course, the derby, you know, derby has been around since the 30s, and every few decades it's a whole different animal uh the derby of the 70s is very different in general than it is today uh, but when we what we do know about it and from people like Joni Weston who was a big star at the time or Ann Cavallo like the film itself represented uh team dynamics in a way that they said kind of wasn't authentic um like there was no trading of skaters oh okay. uh, to different teams She's like Donnie Weston, who was called the Blonde Bomber. She picked <laughs> Pioneers. Uh, she was like, that never happens. Like, you lose a game and you get traded and stuff like that. Um, the 
the yes in the 70s there was more of a theatrical component to it and the rules weren't like they are now now we have 30 pages of rules <laughs> and you know and it's it's more focusing on athleticism versus showmanship you know at the time they did have fights and they did kind of go with it um but it was still mo- it's still more organized in real life than the film portrayed it okay. wasn't just a free-for-all. <laughs> yeah, there's a scene in this movie where uh, I think it's – well, I know it's KC, but I forget who she is that she's sparring with. I think it might be Jackie Burdett, who is, as I mentioned, Helena Calaniotes, where um, there's – someone is about to – she knocks KC over. And then she keeps punching her. And there's a scene where she's about to, like, smash her head in with her skate. Yes. And I'm like, that's going to kill somebody. You can't do, you can't hit someone in the head with a rollerblade and with no. a roller skate. Even You're... though I have had that. I have been hit in the head with a skate on, but I did have a helmet. Oh, my God. So How I... does your head not just bu- – like, your head will just bust open like a grape. That's... Exactly. I know how long it took me to get over it with the helmet on, if that had happened to Raquel Welch's face and head. Yeah, it would have. And she actually, you know, in, in the movie, she actually did break her arm and have injuries. Um, so again, kudos to her for really going for it, for the physical, you know, the physicality of the film. Um, but right. And, and the funny thing is when they were showing those scenes like that, when they were on the same team, you might notice they both were in the same color thing. You're not going to fight your own teammate or, because you're gonna, they're gonna work together to score points on the other team. So I felt that was a really, that was a big liberty taken with the film, which was funny. Was that okay? No, you're gonna fight your own teammates <laughs> instead right. of the other team. And I was like, what? Wait a minute. So yeah, I, but at the same time, that doesn't take away from how much I enjoyed it or anything like that. It was just funny because I was like, oh, well, no, that's, you know, they're going to work together and go after the other opponents. <laughs> well, here's the perfect time because I, I do want to find this out because the movie does not help you out with this. How does roller derby work? How do you score points? How, how does it work? Sure. Well, you know, two teams uh, and each team usually fields five players on the track. So four blockers and a jammer who the jammer is the one that now they were a star on their helmet at that time in the movie they were the ones with helmets which okay. then made me like have heart attacks because i'm like who would ever skate with all those blockers without helmets oh my god <laughs> um but in the movie it's just the jammers and you the jammers score points when they pass opposing players so the game is simultaneously offense and defense and the point is you're trying to get your jammer out of the pack to keep going around and passing the opposing players to score points on them with each pass. And at the same time, stopping the other jammer, you know, the, killing the jammer, if you will, uh, so that they don't score points on your team. Okay. So it's, it's a lot going on at one time. And that's what makes it so exciting. Uh, and, you know, and they did capture that in the film as well. It's like there was a lot going on. And, but it is the two teams you pass, each, you know, the one, the only two people, the two jammers, one from each team are capable of scoring points. So the rest of those people on the track, it's their job to either get points for their own jammer or stop the other jammer. Oh, okay. Now, how do you get points, though? How does that work? 
the jammer, when they pass the hips of an opposing player, so let's say they make it, you know, when, when all the players are starting and they're all together, that's called a pack. And then the jammer, one of the jammers gets out. As they come back around the track and they pass through the, the pack again, the opposing players, those other three to four to five people who are in the pack, each of those is a point. So the jammer makes it through one time. They probably just scored four or five points. Oh, if they around okay. the track again and pass more people, whoever they pass counts as a point. So that is how you get so many points. And how how does the game end? A well, match it, end, it's guess. timed. So, you know, there's, uh, you know, basically periods and, uh, you know, a, a half, the half or whatever. So, you know, there's usually about 60 minutes of actual play with not – timeouts and all that so it's at the end of the of the bout um but when it's totally done but each individual little time when the jammers are on the track is called a jam and that is 60 seconds for a flat track or i mean two minutes for a flat track 60 seconds for a bank track uh so that's how much like each play is it's called a jam so now i know yeah and, uh, and I tell you what, when you are in that situation and you're skating for two minutes and getting the crap beat out of you, it's the longest <laughs> two minutes of your life. It's oh, my goodness. Truly, like, you think you can do anything for two minutes, but it can be a really long time. <laughs> you put your hand on a hot stove. Two minutes is a really long time. Yeah. Exactly. I mean. Exactly. So, you know, they in the film, they didn't. They didn't keep to the actual type of schedule, perhaps, of an actual derby bout, uh, but they they kind of gave you some idea. Like, it starts, the jammers are going, and everybody's trying to stop them. Okay. All right. Well, well now I, I'm going to go to bed tonight a little smarter than how I woke up. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, I watched this, not you know, two-hour movie about roller derby, and I was like, I still don't know how it works, other than you can die, uh, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Well, that's all right. This is all very good to know. So, uh, in wrapping it back back into the movie to Kansas City Bomber, like, is this is this the kind of thing where if you have like a friend who you know is like maybe maybe I want to get into roller derby, like you just hand this to them, like here, like here's you know, if I if I have a friend who wants to get into, I make them come to an actual bout. There you go. Because that's realistic, and everybody should go see roller derby live because it's amazing. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, actually the, the film that gets passed around the most nowadays is Whip It. Sure. That's the one that is closer probably. And how a lot of people in my time, my time now have gotten into it as they saw that movie, um, and want to do it. But yes, well, I recommend it. I'd be like, Oh yeah, you totally got to see it. And then we can all dream of wearing those outfits that like, (laughs) oh, well, cut on because that was the best (laughs) outfit. outfit ever I, I need to find someone to make one for me because i thought they all looked so hot <laughs> well i mean raquel welch in 1972 i mean that was <laughs> wow i mean and i have to give her credit i mean she's not known as a particularly great actress she's known as a kind of a movie star but i have to think this was something that she wanted to do and through her start and was able to get made because it's it's a very unglamorous movie i mean she's not she doesn't look I mean, she looks great in the uniform, but it's not like the movie is, it's not like it's uh, one million years BC where she's in that fur bikini. 
I mean, right. it's it's not a flattering movie in terms of if you want to be presented as a glamorous movie star. And so I have to think the movie studio did not probably want to make this movie. And I, I get the sense that she got it made, which, you know, kudos to her because it seems like a very uncommercial thing to do. Exactly. And it was, I mean, the representation of women. Yes, we're, we're used to seeing it in Derby now, you know, the empowerment of women. Um, and now Derby is spread to men and children, by the way, as well. So it's the empowerment of all. But in 1972, this was a huge statement. You know, it was an incredible look at women who determined their own destiny and were also physical. Um, so I thought it was incredibly brave. And maybe she isn't known as the greatest actress or whatever, but she put it out there. She We call it, she left it all on the track. <laughs> um, and I think that's a huge accomplishment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's a good place to end this. That's a really good way to, to wrap this up. Yeah, I think it's it's a genuinely enjoyable movie. I'm glad I got a chance to see it. I mean, I went into it watching it because I knew I wanted to, to talk about it with you. But I'm, I am very happy that I watched it because I thought it was a very good movie and very interesting and a good, in, you know, sort of view of that time and the sport and things like that. So I think it's a good movie and I would really recommend it to anybody to watch if they like just a good sports drama. Uh, regardless of whether you're interested in, in, in roller derby or not. I agree. Totally. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, well said. Thank you for, for coming on. I really appreciate it. It was so great to talk to you again. And, I, you know, I was a little nervous when I was asking because I'm like, this might be weird. I'm going to ask my friend about being on my podcast. <laughs> but, you know, like my other nerd friends that are podcasters, I'm like, well, they're they're used to me asking. But I was like, oh, maybe Laura might do it or something. But so I was – I was just so glad you were, you were willing to do this because I I just thought it would be, just be too perfect to talk to a real life roller derby person about this movie. So I like I said, never say no to you guys. Thank you. Always. <laughs> Thank you. So, what is your uh, roller derby handle? So people like if somebody wanted to find out about roller derby, I guess you said your advice would be to go try and see a match. Is it like exactly is that what you go do? see about if you're in Los Angeles, you're gonna come see uh, the Reseda Wreckers of San Fernando Valley Roller. Derby, and if you come to find me, my name is Pit Bullet. So <laughs> I love that name. You come to the track, and you you ask for me, and I will guide you through roller derby. That sounds amazing. That sounds absolutely amazing. So the next time I'm in uh, California, I will have to do that. I want to see absolutely. you do that. So uh, anyway, Laura, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate. It. I had so much fun talking to you. Thank you. Take care. So, uh, okay, everybody. So, as always, uh, if you want to comment on the show, you go to the, our website, which is fireandwaterpodcast.com, and just go to the contact page and use there, or you can comment on the individual show page. Uh, as also on Twitter, you can find the show at, at Film and Water Pod. And the last thing I want to wrap up with, I mentioned uh, that this is a Warner Archive title. And the reason that is significant is because. Um, I love what Warner Archive does. I love that they put these obscure movies out on DVD, and uh, they're, they're you know things that don't have a real commercial potential in terms of a big release with a big marketing push. But Warner Brothers puts these obscure titles out, things that I've like never heard of, and they put them out on DVD, make them available on and also on Blu-ray for people. And I just love what they're doing. So I reached out to them and asked them about potentially sponsoring this podcast, and they were very nice and got back to me and said that they don't sponsor individual shows but they do provide screeners for shows to talk about their movies and now while this film was not part of that deal because i had this idea first in subsequent episodes we will be doing specifically warner archive titles that are provided by warner archive which is great it's a really big boost for the show i'm really excited to be able to talk about this and so 
if you look at the show notes for this episode, you will find a link to the Warner Brothers shop page where you can buy Kansas City Bomber, and I recommend that you do because it's it's only like thirteen or fourteen bucks, and it's a really good, fun little movie. So once again, uh, go to Film and Water Pod on Twitter and on the Facebook pages Film and Water Podcast Network. So thanks everybody for listening, Laura. Once again, so great talking to you. And uh, until next week, everybody, that's a wrap. International Skating Conference presents National Skating Derby's Roller Game of the Week. From the Olympic Auditorium at Los Angeles, California, we're bringing you Roller Game of the Week. Today's game, the Los Angeles Thunderbirds and the Philadelphia Warriors. I'm Dick Lane at trackside. The girls are on the track in the first skating period, and the score is 4 nothing in favor of the Thunderbirds.